Welcome to Let's Talk About Life, a weekly podcast brought to you by LifeBank, the organ, eye, and tissue recovery agency in Northeast Ohio. Donation can be a complicated subject, but it is really all about life. So spend a few minutes as we unravel the complexities of donation. So come on, let's talk about life. February is a very busy month for awareness of important causes. As you know, it's Black History Month, American Heart Awareness Month, and Burn Awareness Month. According to the CDC, 1.1 million Americans suffer from burn injuries that require medical attention. About 50,000 of those cases require hospitalization, and many of the patients that are hospitalized require skin grafts to begin the healing process. Hi, you're listening to Let's Talk About Life. I'm your host, Colleen Gerber, kidney recipient and LifeBank staff member. Not everyone who passes away meets the medical criteria to be an organ donor. However, many people are able to give the saving and healing gift of tissue. You know, they say it's a good thing to learn something new each day, and that's why I'm looking so forward to talking with two of my coworkers who are experts in the field of tissue donation. Joining me is Rusty Mork, LifeBank Director of Tissue Services, and Lisa Bennett, LifeBank Tissue Training and Education Specialist, to discuss tissue donation and really the amazing way it heals. Thank you guys for being here today. Rusty, many people don't understand the importance of tissue donation, and they really don't understand the difference between organ and tissue donation. What tissues can be donated, and then how are they used to heal? Tissue donation is the ability to donate the tissues after the time of death. When people consent for donation, they oftentimes just think of organs, but many times you can still donate tissues, even after the fact. Most tissues that are available to be donated are skin, eyes, and bone. Um, they primarily use the eyes for corneal transplants, and then they use the skin for burn patients or for other applications, like anybody that has had surgery and the scarring is deep where it needs to have some filler underneath that, then they can use some of the collagen from some of the donated skin. And in bone, they use that for many different things. They can use it for spinal fusions, for if somebody needs an ACL replacement, they can have tendons that can be replaced. Um, all those things are come from donated tissue. In October, not to rush the year away, but we always celebrate Breast Reconstruction Awareness Month, and that really is based on donated skin, correct? Yeah, that primarily comes from the dermis of the skin. When we take a full thickness skin graft from a donated tissue, then they're able to actually process that into usable tissue to reconstruct where there has been a surgical area. A lot of times you need some filler. There's nothing better than actually having human tissue to do that. Lisa? Exactly. The main use for split thickness skin is for burn victims. When their outer layer of skin is damaged from burns, surgeons will place this donor split thickness skin over top to help them heal and grow their own skin back. Another important use is for wounds that are having trouble healing on their own, such as diabetic ulcers. So it really is healing and life-saving. Obviously, skin donation is a large part of the healing process for burn victims. 
why it's so important to have donated skin for these patients available? Skin is an organ. And it being an organ, means the body's going to reject it. In burn skin, they're using this donated skin. They use that primarily as a bio-bandage. When that skin is placed over any infected area that has been severely burned, the body is so compromised by the burn, it will start to accept the skin. During a burn, you lose a lot of moisture, heat regulation, and also nutrition through that burn area. But by putting that donated skin over it, it corrects those. The person begins to recover, actually, rather. Some recover quite quickly. And when they start to recover, the body begins to recognize those skin grafts are no longer their original skin. And it'll begin to reject it. But at that point, they're able to take those skin grafts, the skin grafts off from the burned area, and then they can usually take an autograph or skin from the patient and place over it, and then which will be accepted at that point because all the infection will have been taken care of and the patient is healthier and can receive their own graft. And then it will cover that burn area and they'll heal much quicker when they have those skin grafts. How interesting. I didn't realize that the body would reject a skin graft from a donor. It's almost like an organ graft. Exactly. The body does reject skin. You could use it, though. It's very similar to an organ. You would have to take anti-rejection medications. Nine times out of ten, they don't need to do that. There's other substitutes and other skin coverings that they can use, whether it's from their body or they have also will acellularize some skin in those applications. Acellularizing means it takes, you know, essentially takes the memory out of it. So when it's placed on a recipient, it no longer has the donor's memory in the skin, and then the body will accept it. But with the other tissues that I mentioned earlier, like with bone and tendons, since they're tissues, the body accepts them very readily. There's no rejection. Uh, So it's essentially a scaffolding for the body to adapt to itself and to fill any type of an injury or a void that has been created for whatever reason, whether it's to correct the spinal surgery to help them to fuse the spine, which is a common use, or when someone has a tendon injury in their knee and they need to have a a strong tendon to place in that affected area, then they can get one of these donated tendons and it works really quite well. Again, it's just always amazing what organine tissue donation is really about. Yeah, it is. Lisa, in addition to training, you also recover tissue, including skin. Can you talk about what that process is like? Yes. One of our tissues that we recover is called split thickness skin. So this is just the top layer of skin. It's actually so thin that we have to use a special surgical instrument to remove this top layer of skin. Some of the areas that we recover from are the back, the abdomen, and the legs of donors. Since it is just the top layer of skin, it has no impact at all on funeral home arrangements, and our donors' families are still able to have a viewing. Some of the concern people may have is, will it affect uh, viewing or funeral arrangements? Well, that's important. I know COVID affected everybody last year, including LifeBank. We had a fewer number of tissue donors. However, you were sharing with us that we still made a huge impact, and 2020 was a great year for skin donation. Yes, it definitely was a great year. When we recover split thickness skin, 
Our goal is to recover five square feet of skin per donor in order to maximize each donor's gift. In 2020, we started something called Three Lives Saved, and this includes any donor that yields over 10 square feet of skin. The reason we call it Three Lives Saved is one of our processors, Community Tissue Services, tells us that three square feet of skin can literally save a life, especially burn victims in need of skin grafts. So when a team recovers 10 square feet of skin, they have the potential to save three lives. In 2020, we had 15 donors that yielded over 10 square feet of skin each. Oh, my goodness. And again, that's life-saving. That's not just to make somebody feel better or enhance their life. That's life-saving. Exactly. In 2020, we actually broke a record for LifeBank for the highest split thickness skin yield ever from a single donor. One of our teams recovered 13.67 square feet of skin, which is unheard of and amazing. And that's a huge amount from one donor. Lisa, once we've recovered the skin, how does it go from life bank to eventually the patient? So this is also a reminder that this is all recovered completely sterilely and in an operating room setting. Once the skin is recovered, we rinse it with sterile saline, and then we place it in packages with a transport solution that also contains antibiotics just to keep it moist and also kill any bacteria that might still be on it. And then we send it over to one of our processors who further process the skin and prepare it for surgeons to use in surgery. Does skin have a time limit for it to be viable, to be used? Yes. We have a time limit in tissue where we have to commence recovery within 24 hours of the time of death of our donor. Once we ship it to our processor, they have 72 hours to begin processing. The transport solution that we send the skin in, it contains antibiotics and it also has nutrients in it for the skin. Um, So not only is it killing any bacteria, but it is also providing nutrients that that skin needs so that it can still be used later on for burn surgery. When somebody is burned, they lose the ability to cool and regulate their heat, and they no longer have the ability to perspire. And they end up losing a lot of fluid as well, but they're also very susceptible to infection just due to the fact they no longer have that covering. And oftentimes, burns are extremely dirty and and have a high propensity for infection just due to the fact, you know, you're either in a fire or you that are dirty anyway. You know, you're getting different plastics, your clothes and stuff can actually adhere to the body, trapping in, you know, microorganisms that create infections. And when they get to the hospital, they end up having to do a fair amount of debreeding. And that's when the donated skin really does come into play because it they need to have something to cover that. And just putting gauze on it doesn't do anything but absorb the, absorb any blood or anything that was created during the removal of the burned tissues that they needed to remove to make the patient better. And then they can cover it with the clean skin that's been treated and processed at you know, one of our processors, and they begin to get healthy. Amazing. Yeah. Thank you for explaining tissue donation and specifically skin donation. What you do takes skill and requires real expertise. And we appreciate 
you not only talking about it, but what you do each and every day to save and heal lives on behalf of Life Bank. So thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. We hope you found today's episode inspiring and informative. Let's Talk About Life can be found on iTunes, Google Music, Spotify, and other podcast providers. And of course, on lifebank.org. We encourage you to subscribe and invite you back next week. And come on, let's talk about life. Thank you for listening to Let's Talk About Life. If you have questions about today's podcast, reach out to us at info at lifebank.org. Take a few minutes to do something heroic and register to be an organ donor by saying yes at lifebank.org. Literally, someone's life is depending on it.